Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the First Breeze with Jake and Randy. Hey, Randy, how's it going? Hey, Jake, it's doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, sun is out. I think I'm going to jam today. I'm really excited about that. Yes, it's beautiful here in Seattle. In fact, we had opening day at Green Lake yesterday, so it was awesome. Had Beast was out. We had Cindy, uh, Bob, Shar. So we had a, a nice little contingent for opening day. And uh, oh, Wow, I'm jealous. I wish I was there. Well, so we have a new guest today, uh, Dexter Struntz. So he, for those that don't know, he is a big-time event organizer. So he used to run the Frisbeer events, and he ran the uh, FPA Worlds in 2010 in Prague. He's a freestyle Frisbee player, also a, a footbagger, and uh, he does a lot of event organization around um, freestyle soccer as well. So um, welcome to the show, Dexter. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It's really great show. I like it. I follow it. And uh, greetings from uh, wonderful Prague. Uh, so, Dexter, how did you initially come into freestyle frisbee? Yeah, so it all uh, is connected with footbag with me because I've been in footbag since '98. And one of my friends in Vienna, he organized, it's called Summer Opening in 2004 or 2005 i think 2004 he started doing it with uh Odi furlan together with freestyle frisbee and tommy and some of the uh italian guys fabio and piccio and i don't know who now came there and so we played together we had our footback competition there and they had some uh, frisbee competition and there was some intermediate as well and at that at that year they took us footbaggers and uh, just put the nails on on our on our nails and they tried to teach us uh, how to spin the disc that was it and then the next year so i didn't really got interested at the time because it's it's hard to do the nail delay and then the next year it happened again it was much bigger it was kind of a big festival a lot of people really great setup at, at this lake and uh, a lot of sponsors so we got treated really nice and the next year uh i actually got really interested in it and when when i came back from this tournament i started to learn the nail delay and the year after i think i already started to compete in the tournament so that could be like 2005 i think i already did there was this intermediate uh, competition i remember fabio sana's brother played with me in the intermediate competition as well and the funny thing was this intermediate competition was done such that there was a thrower on the side we had tommy leitner uh, and we had a minute, I think, or a minute and a half. Uh, it was singles competition for only one person. Uh, the guy on the side, Tom Leitner, he always threw you <laughs> the big Zs. <laughs> and you were surprised. But there was the competition there was. So, And from that time, I always played um, a little frisbee 
next to my main uh, food bag uh, thing. So that's that's how I started. And then I came to Prague and I actually found out that uh, there is one Czech guy here. He was at this competition as well, Stepan Materna. He's still here in Prague. He plays more uh, ultimate. Uh, now he's more family. But uh, we started playing with him, or I always tried to contact him. And and then uh, I met with uh, Kuba Zahradníček, who moved from Brno to Prague, and uh, with Pavel. And about the same time, I think the guys from uh, Počernice, Mystic, and, and Kuba Koštel, and uh, Kuba Hošek, these guys started as well this was this was pre frisbeer right this would be like 2006 where 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 we met with these guys 2004 ah. 2005 would be where i first encountered freestyle frisbee and 2006 would be where this uh, hardcore core of czech freestyle would get together and then the first frisbeer cup was actually 2007 it's it's also called the zero zero edition of Frisbeer because we started uh, counting the frisbeer after that. So it's like the zero frisbeer uh-huh. was in 2007. And actually, the frisbeer uh, used to be an ultimate, a great ultimate tournament set up by the Prague crew. Uh, it was a winter tournament, so we stick into it. And just Tommy Leitner came and he's, he told the guys, Hey, are there some freestylers? Let's do a small, or he contacted me, I think, let's do a small thing there. It was like six, seven, eight of us there. So we did this small, small competition. It, it actually was in this big gym that we have now for Frisbeer in the center of Prague at the Sokol. And it was in the smaller gym next door because the ultimate tournament was in this big gym. So 2006, I think, would be the start of Freestyle Frisbee in Czech. So wait a second. So the first Frisbeer was an indoor ultimate tournament that you guys were kind of connected to? Yeah, that was already like the last years of this tournament. It lasted like 10 years before us. So I think from 97, or I would have to probably ask someone, uh, they they did this uh, ultimate tournament called Frisbeer. And we just took the name after that. I think we overlapped two years, but then it declined and uh, it wasn't so... Um, uh, the organizers probably were just done and uh, and we just took the name and, and kept it. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. So did you start, you started playing before Pavel? Yes. Aha. That's true. Well, actually, the first freestyler is Stepan, Stepan Materna, that was in, in Czech. And I don't know if he started 2004 or something like that, 2002, 2003. But uh, yeah, Pavel started... Um, we almost started kind of the same, I would say, you know, and then we somehow met because at those at those years there were still no like kind of uh, connections on internet. It was not so uh, normal as it is now <laughs> with all these right. Facebooks and uh, even the internet connection back in the days in Prague. It was really like bad. And so, were you yeah. living in Prague at the time you started, or were you somewhere else? No, I was actually living outside of Prague at our family house. Um, it's like 30 minutes by uh, bike along the river. So I went by bike every day uh, to play footback in the park. And also we had, a, we had a flat actually in Prague, so we could stay over with my sisters and, and with some friends when we go uh, to have fun uh, during the weekends. So uh, 
that was an option as well. I think Kuba uh, Zahradniček contacted me and that's how we met. And then we met Pavel somewhere in, in Atletna because that's where he was living. And uh, then actually when we got together was uh, we had this gym in the center of Prague for food bag. And I told these guys to come for the winter trainings there. And um, that would be about that time when we had the first Frisbeer. So when did the scene explode? Because it seemed like all of a sudden there was all these Czech jammers that came out of nowhere. So was it after the first Frisbeer Cup, second Frisbeer Cup? When did that growth happen? And how did it happen? I think it was after the first Frisbeer Cup. And I don't really remember how it happened because it was just like people were coming from nowhere and suddenly we grew and it's probably because all of us had a lot of time as well and most of the guys were still studying then Mahoney uh, Kuba's brother came to live in Prague from Brno because they're all from Brno the second largest city in Czech then the big crew from Horní Porčernice also and Pavel and it just happened like that suddenly there were there was like 15 people playing that was yeah. great because it, it really doesn't happen at this uh, amount anymore we have some new people coming uh, here and there but um, i don't know probably there was something in the water at the time so it just sort of was an organic growth it wasn't any particular thing you did it just happened that the stars lined up yeah probably it just wow. happened like that well, I remember I was in Berlin. I'm trying to remember what worlds it was, but I hadn't met any of the Czech crew. It was crew. 2009. Maybe it was 2009. And I remember being there, and there was this whole posse of Czech folks. There are all these guys and all these gals. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. I mean, it really was just jaw-dropping to see this group of folks that all were really good. It was not like you were just kind of, you know, fundamentals, it was like you guys were really competitive and great. And it was just super cool. And just, that was awesome. Yeah. So I think that was, that was the time we were spending a lot of time to, with each other. And uh, we had these, uh, we still have them. Uh, we had every summer, we had this kind of training camps. We call it training camps, but we just went somewhere to someone's summer house. And uh, we actually did train and we had some workshops there. Uh, but then uh, it was more like a social thing. You know? like we went to the pub uh, in the evening and uh, uh, we went to all the tournaments together. Uh, we sat in the car and drove 10 hours to Italy. And uh, uh, doesn't happen like that anymore now because uh, we all have a lot of other things to do and uh, some of us have families so you don't have so much free time so uh, i always tell everyone in foodbag as well and in any sport you know you can you can study on the internet everything but the best way you will learn and the steepest curve you can take is if you go to the tournaments meet with the people and play with them speak with them you know it's the perspective of your eyes is completely different. It's great advice. That really is great advice. You got to get yourself in the mix. Dexter, can you tell us your three favorite memories from Frisbeer? From Frisbeer? Um, yeah, so, well, let me see. I think Frisbeer, for me, because I 
have organized it from the beginning and on the, uh, if you're a producer of the thing, you don't really get much time um, to uh, kind of enjoy it. So for me, uh, or enjoy it from the, from the position of, of the player if you go to a tournament. So for me, it's, it's more of like a whole stretch of time that Frisbeer is happening the two days or three days before and then the two days and three days after where uh, where we all work to make it happen but um i my favorite frisbeer i think would be the one which was at slavia prague so maybe i'm not uh, i'm not really answering your questions here but That's okay. uh, one of those would be that the tournament that i liked the most because we've put a lot of effort in it and we tried to uh, bring a lot of people in and we actually had some sponsors and we we all worked for it uh, hard for a lot of months was the frisbee that was in slavia that's that's where the world was as well i just like the location my idea of a great tournament is everything is on one spot and then another uh, great memory of course would be any of the or all of the parties at the cross club. I know we've tried some other places as well, but uh, the cross club is just like the unique place in Prague that uh, I remember when it started and how it evolved and it evolves all the time. And it's just a great place, uh, amazing uh, to go and visit because you've never seen something like this anywhere in the world. So for can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I know Ryan talked to us a little bit about that and I've been there yes. before, but a lot yes. of people have. So, so Ryan's story from... Uh, the second uh, or third edition of your podcast, I think, uh, illustrates <laughs> how Frisbeer uh, kind of is. And uh, I laughed so much when I heard his story because I, I remember it as well. So, But I think it's, it's the whole atmosphere of Frisbeer. Um, of course, the cross club being happening on Saturday before the finals it it at less like a serious tournament like worlds or something like that you would probably no go not go dance the whole night and sleep three hours and then go play the finals but i think that's a specific thing for frisbeer and and the people are not stressed out they don't care if they uh if they are second or third you know no one's probably gonna go to the judges and tell them hey i don't agree and if they do uh, we're just going to tell them that's the way it is here. And for some of the performances, you know, it's it's better because people dancing the whole night and then the next day there's nothing in their head. So they just do and uh, do what they practiced. I think that's most what most of the top sportsmen will tell you. Focus is about, you know, and in freestyle frisbee, in the, in the, in the routine, you have to focus really for the whole time, it's, if, if it's three minutes, four minutes, or even the five minutes, that's so long, man, five minutes is so long. So if you want to take the, the best shot or whatever in golf or whatever sport, you know, dunking with, uh, with basketball, it's always, it comes to this focus thing. They, these people will always tell you, it's this like, your mind is wiped, you hear nothing, it's blank. And you just you just do perfectly what you've practiced for the whole year. So that's two memories from Frisbeer. How about um, a memory that's not from Frisbeer that's freestyle Frisbeer related? Well, um, 
I wouldn't. I, I, I'm not going to talk about the tournaments because uh, I uh, probably from the other side of uh, of frisbee. Uh, as, as a big family and I had it with Foodback as well. We're a big family and uh, we help each other. If we go to tournaments where other people stay in the city, you offer them accommodation. And uh, that's what I did uh, two years ago. I went for this um, uh, round the world trip and um, I've used a lot of you guys, especially in the States to stay with so I can save money with my girl and I have and could travel three months uh, through the States on, on some kind of a uh, wise budget. So um, this, I think, is is a very nice experience. And I would uh, uh, like to tell everyone to try it, you know, um, if you can still just go travel. And because um, you've all been here in Prague and uh, we've hosted you and uh, everyone always tells you, hey, if you're going to come back to my place, you're you're all welcome. So um, I think this is a very good memory um, as a whole. If I could say those three months, there's, there's a lot of people that we visited uh, in States, um, in New York, uh, if I could just name uh, a few people and thank them this way for their yeah, uh, hospitality, it would be Roger Meyer and uh, Daniel O'Neill and Rob Fried in New York who hosted us. And uh, again, they're all welcome here in Prague. Uh, we always find a place. Then uh, in Florida, it would be Paul Kenny and his and his uh, wonderful wife and Carl Emerson and uh, his uh, beautiful family. We had lots of uh, great time there. And uh, in Colorado, it would be Larry Imperiale, and again, his wife. And in Seattle, Randy Yu and uh, Ryan Young that we stayed with, and um, uh, the whole group of uh, people there playing is, is, is just great, and the city is beautiful as well. We visited Jake and Laurie in Portland, so thanks for that as well, though we would like to stay longer, but it was kind of only on the way stop uh, for three or four days. And um, Z in LA when we came back uh, from uh, Central America. So um, this is a very good memory that I want to share with everyone uh, that the hospitality of uh, this huge family that we have is something that is probably not in most of the sports that uh, casual people do. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Do you think the footbag community has the same amount of um, family and sharing that we have in the freestyle frisbee? Yeah, community? definitely. It's the cool. same. That's I mean, awesome. It's the same, and uh, it's it's really nice to see that somewhere in the history, these two sports uh, were kind of together, making this frisbee and footbag festivals. Wow, I really loved hearing about Dexter's experiences with the the jamily. That's uh. One of the things that I love so much about our community is that we really are like a family. Like we go to the tournaments and we compete against each other, but then at the end we're all friends and we play together. Not only that, it's like freestyle frisbee is its own language. Uh, you travel to another country and you maybe can't actually speak verbally with somebody, but you throw them some Z's and immediately you're friends. You're talking to each other in the jam. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it's really amazing how this little piece of plastic has allowed us to I mean, really travel all over the world. I mean, to to think that I was ever going to get a chance to go to the 
go to Prague in the Czech Republic, I probably wouldn't have gone there if it wasn't for, for Frisbee. So it has opened up so many different possibilities and avenues of experience that I could never have imagined. So we're really pretty lucky. Yeah, totally. I know the first time I went to Europe was in Italy at the Rimini Worlds in 2003. And at that point, I didn't really have the money to afford to go over to Europe. But Larry helped me hook up with Clay and Louie, and they were kind enough to let me stay at their house, even though I had never met them before. Uh, and wow, what an experience that was, hanging out with the Italian jammers. Uh, really a good time. So ever since then, that's always my preference. If I can stay with jammers, that's what I want to do. Yeah, and you also get that personal experience of what they know of their town, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. You get to see all the inside, all the insider stuff. You see all the special spots that they have. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to mention, like, you know, we ask all you out there who are listening to, you know, go like our Facebook pages and and uh, like like the podcast posts. One of the reasons that we ask folks to do that is because the way Facebook works is that the more engagement that it has with a post, the more reach that you will get with your post or your Facebook pages. So even though Freestyle Frisbee Players Facebook page has 1,700 fans, has a little over 1,700 fans, we'll make a post there and really we'll only reach maybe 200 or 300 of those folks who are part of that page. So the more people like that post, that increases the engagement. So really when you listen to a podcast and if you like it, and you go like that page, it's kind of a simple way to spread the jam. So if you like a page, it actually makes more people see that post, which then gets more folks to maybe possibly listen to the podcast or get them pointed to Frisbee Guru, where they can start seeing some of the instructional videos and so on. So just look at it as every time you like a post or one of our pages, you're helping to spread the jam. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, I like that, Randy. It's sort of like, like us on Facebook is the same as spreading the jam. Exactly. So I guess with that, Jake, um, I will talk to you next time. Yeah, sounds good. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check us out at frisbeeguru.com. Home to Haynesville shooting the frisbees and live